exciting news. Yes. It is launch week around these parts. So our Wayman Unlimited onboarding coaching program is now open for enrollment. If you are a digital creator who's looking to add more predictability, more profit, and more peace into your business, our Wayman Unlimited program is here to help you. Through our monthly onboarding coaching sessions, we'll remove the overwhelm of growing your business and give you specific marketing tactics to focus on each month so you can grow, but at a sustainable pace. Because we're all steady, about... Steady. Slow growth around here. We take a slow and steady approach to running a calm business so you can reach your business goals without sacrificing your well-being. By the way, also included in Wayman Unlimited is a lifetime account to our core software, Tea Tree, which is the most customizable and brandable course platform on the market. You also get access to a member favorite group accountability system we call Wayme of Stones. That's Please right. don't sue us, Game of Thrones. <laughs> where we blend fun and action taking together in our weekly Wayme Slack community through doing some accountability and sharing our goals, getting our tasks done every single week. That's right. If you are interested in joining Wayman Unlimited, head to wanderingaimfully.com slash join to learn more and get all the details. And just as a reminder, the doors will be open until March 26th. Welcome to What Is It All For? A podcast designed to help you grow your online business and pursue a spacious, satisfying life at the same time. We're your hosts, Jason and Caroline Zook, and we run Wandering Aimfully, an unboring business coaching program. Every week, we bring you advice and conversations to return you to your most intentional self and to help you examine every aspect of your life and business by asking, what is it all for? Thanks for listening, and now let's get into the show. And I'm here too. (laughs) Maybe that's why you do that. That's why I do what? I was just We're recording, by the way, so whatever you say is on the record. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking that when I am experiencing hardship, yeah, we have had conversations about how you do this thing, mm-hmm. um, and this is not a criticism. Oh, sure. Okay, this is just an observation. Is this going in the episode? You can decide. Okay. We can cut it if you Great. want to. But y- you do this thing where you go, um, like do we need to stop? Basically, yeah. actually you don't phrase it as a question. It's more like, do you need to just like, we, when we started this episode and you were like, Oh, it's too windy. And so I had to close the windows and like, I'm still kind of recovering. And so it's hard and you can see that it's hard for me. And so you just go, do we need to not do this episode? Yeah. And so you do that a lot. You'll yeah. be like, do we need to leave this store? Do we need, and it comes from such a place of love, but I wonder, because I've had this conversation with you where I'm like, I don't need you. I will tell you if I need to like stop something or I will tell you if I need to. But what, but what it does for me is it triggers this like thing where I feel like you're like, like I can't handle this. You know what I mean? And yeah. I'm sort of like, no, let me speak up and say that I can't handle something or that I need to leave. But I'm wondering, I just had this aha moment as you turned on the recorder. You did the dials. I wonder if it comes from a feeling of helplessness in seeing me struggling where you also want to kind of end that pain of watching me struggle. So you're like, should we just, it's, yeah. it's being phrased as like me opting out, but I do feel like maybe it's a little bit of you opting out as well, where you're just like, I don't want to watch her struggle through this. Oh, that's, that's probably a big part of it. I think the other part of it is, and we've talked about this before is like, I think sometimes I have to help you from yourself in situations where it's like, helping you decide for you. And this is like a very gray area, right? Right. Where it's like, when do I step up and say, hey, we're just not going to do that thing ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Knowing you're like, well, no, but I think I could do it. It's like, no, I just like, I don't think we're in a place to do that. Mm -hmm. And this is 
very sketchy. <laughs> Treachery. That's tricky. It's yeah. gambling. It's oh, like, it's is this going to pay off or is this going to be the bad thing? It is something. And that's being human. It really is. Um, all right. Well, sure. Let's just roll into it. I think. You I could think, cut that if you want. Yeah. But I also think I might leave it just because it's the reality of life from a couple episodes ago, living with a highly sensitive person mm-hmm. and trying to be helpful, mm-hmm. but then also protect my own emotional state mm-hmm. in that all day I'm navigating, trying to be as helpful as possible. And sometimes I'm just like, I would just love to like not have to like think about how uncomfortable you are for the next hour. Yeah. Which is what it's like being a highly sensitive person because Lord knows that's all you ever think about is I would just love to not feel yeah. <laughs> this for yeah. like five seconds. Yeah. But I can understand how it's it's a unique hardship of being a person who loves that type of person. Yeah. You know, but it's both brands of hard. Really throwing that L word around a lot in this episode. And <laughs> we've just started saying it recently. So <laughs> I, I also. It's really. Uh, oof, you know? Yeah. It's you making know? you uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Maybe. Okay. Maybe I will put a photo in the show notes mm. of this episode to show how close we are together. We are. On this. Because it's. This is a love seat couch. Yeah. This is not like a. Again with the L word. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This is not like a three cushion couch where you have enough. It's a twofer. We can't even do our normal leg tangle for anyone who listens and knows that we do a leg tangle sitting opposite sides. This is real smooshed and my legs are actually on a chair. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I don't know how the audio is going to sound because your mic is going to pick me up a lot and my mic is going to pick you up a lot. And I thought about maybe I should have sat over there, but now we're too far gone. And okay. I just, I don't want to. So it might be like a subtle echo or something? I don't know. It just might we'll sound just a little bit out. different. Who knows? Where are you going? <laughs> uh, for everybody I'm who can't see Caroline, she's just leaning back kind <laughs> I'm of. To, you told me and I'm trying to help yeah. it. I could just, I'll just hold, I'll just hold my mic over here and I'll just, I'll project my voice this way. It's going to sound terrible. Okay. Let's, uh, let's talk about what we're going to talk about this episode. Okay. I'll, everyone who clicks into it already has an idea of that, but this is to set the stage for us because mm-hmm. you normally take all the notes and notion. I know. We take a look at the podcast stuff. Do you love this thing. just flying by the seat of my pants do well you no that? not really because uh-huh. uh, I, when you you're not talk- feeling good yeah you don't do a great job of flying by the seat of your pants it's true. so it's a little bit of like again this whole episode for me is treachery <laughs> um you're doing great babe. so just to set the stage we're gonna pram bell mm-hmm. we are going to talk about our uh, the end of our time in scotland uh-huh. we are going to talk about seeing our favorite castle in scotland definitely now we should caveat that with we only saw one castle we saw in scotland, one castle but we but think it's the best it's amazing. Um, and then we're going to talk about a long drive that really derailed your eyes. And that's kind of where all this... The derailment. Not feeling good is coming from. Then we're going to talk about some just like satisfaction things. Just kind of like talking about living as a human right now and trying to be more satisfied in life. Mm-hmm. And so those those are just the notes for you. Thank you. And for the listener, they're like, I already know this. This is why I clicked into it. But it's more for you. Yes. Because okay. I, what he's doing there, listeners, yes, is okay. I can't look at notes. Right. I normally would be able. I'm very organized. I have an entire content calendar. I'm the one who writes the notes. And I yell at Jason when he doesn't stick to them. And yeah. like, that's my wheelhouse. You guys should, you sh- you all should hear when the recording stops. <laughs> she just lays wow. it. Wow. The F-bombs uh, come flying. He's kidding. For those of you who are new, we don't yell at each other. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. So you tried to look at Notion about a week ago and it did not go well. Right. So we're in a... What's our main priority right now? Healing. Healing. We are in, a, in a healing, healing phase. This and, and again, for those of you who have not been paying close attention or don't know, maybe this is the first episode for some reason you're looking at this one. <laughs> we're traveling full time this year. Yes. We're six months in. Yes. We have been in nine countries or something Ish. like that. 20 plus Airbnbs. 
a lot of driving recently, which yes. you have a lot of trouble with, with your binocular vision dysfunction. If you listen to one of the last episodes, I can't even keep track of them at this point. It's definitely the episode before this. We talk a lot about that. I just realized we did an HSP episode, a BVD yeah. episode. Yeah. Any, BVD is any other acronyms that we want to throw out there? ASS. <laughs> You're such a ninth grader sometimes. ASS. B O O B S. Write it on the calculator. 88085. Upside down. For all our TI 83 users, you'll appreciate That's that. Right. All right, let's get into this thing. Uh, we're such goofballs. So let's start we're with. Such goofballs? We are. No, that's. Uh, what's her name? Doesn't she have a, a business? What's her name? Goop? Isn't that oh, her? the that's Goop. The yeah. yeah. Good job, babe. Those are her people, the Goopballs. Bal- <laughs> <laughs> are you a, a Gwyneth Paltrow stand? You're a Goopball. You're a Goopball. <laughs> <laughs> How is that not caught on wow. yet? Wow. No, I don't. Maybe everyone's like, I don't really want to be called a Goopball. I'm just of a friend of mine who still reads Goop and I want to just text her and be like, hey, you're, heads up, you're a Goopball. What's up, you Goopball? <laughs> goop okay, uh, let's talk about uh, these two Goopballs going to a castle. Yeah. And uh, we we were in Scotland for a month. Uh, just spoiler alert, we're not there anymore. It was a long time ago. <laughs> but we were catching you up. We were catching you up on all the stories and all the things. Uh, actually, very close to by the time this episode comes out just a couple days later, there will be a YouTube video where you can watch us go to this castle with a yes. new format for our travel videos that we tried out. So if you're intrigued, uh, go subscribe to our channel on YouTube. You can find yeah. it at youtube.com slash wandering aimfully. Might even be in the show notes. I might even update the show notes with the YouTube link if I can remember. Probably aye, aye, aye. Yeah. Anyway, the, the uh, kind of like preface to this castle is I looked it up on Google Maps and it had eight thousand five-star reviews we were like, i have never seen anything with that many mm-hmm. reviews and we have been in europe for six months looking at lots of things on google Maps. the preface to the preface yeah, go ahead. is that when i was shopping at a store called oliver bonus <laughs> which we which i've paused on because we, we've renamed it all of her boners yeah and i had to think of what the real name is <laughs> so anyway i was yeah. shopping at all of her boners and the <laughs> checkout clerk yes i was you know chatting me up and asking where we were going and i was telling her about our trip and then she is the one i told her we were going to maybe go to saint andrews but it, the cathedral was closed yeah, and castle. she said well St. Andrews is beautiful, but you know what is my favorite castle that I've ever seen here, and it's Dunatar Castle. Wow. So then Jason goes and looks it up, sees it, has all these That's five right. star reviews. And so thank you, all of her boners. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, all of her boners. <laughs> I mean, just every single one. Uh, yeah. So anyway, we looked it up, it looked amazing. We scheduled a time to drive there. Mm-hmm. And if you remember from our last Prambell, which is two episodes ago, we went and saw the Scottish Highland cattle. Oh. And it was such a rainy day. Yeah. And that would have been okay on this day. But we drove two hours to get to the castle. Mm-hmm. You did a great job in the Thank car. You. Thank and you. we got there and it was perfect weather. It was a gorgeous day. I mean, 70 degrees, mm. not a cloud in the sky, just everything you could want on a day where you're visiting a castle. Now, what's really unique about this castle is that it, it, you can imagine it as an island that's like up out of the ground, like a couple hundred feet. Yeah. And it's, you really don't see stuff you like this. You get these like panoramic sea views and it's just stunning. It's very much like a Game of Thrones. Very. Like picture like a castle on an island that's like up high, very Game of Thrones vibes. But not much of the castle is actually still left. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so you have a bunch of kind of derelict buildings that they've restored and like done as much as they can. But one of our favorite parts was before you even get into the castle grounds, you park in the car park, not a parking lot, car park, and you can walk about a quarter mile to these like overlook parts. Mm-hmm. Don't have to pay a single dollar for that. You don't have to pay to park. 
and you just get to view the entire castle grounds. From like a little ways away with the sea in the background. It's just stunning. Beautiful. All these seagulls are flying around. And really, honestly, there weren't that many people when we went. We went on, a, I think, a Friday at like the 9 a.m. tickets. There's two different ticket uh, times. You can look it up. You can find it. Uh, but yeah, it was just gorgeous. Yeah. We took some photos. We took a couple video clips. And my favorite thing about the castle itself, I really thought castle, it's just one building. Right. No. Myriad. A myriad, a plethora of buildings to explore. You, it, I mean, you really do get the sense that it was just a little community living re- here. Yeah, very much. And you had stables where they kept the horses. You had living quarters, each with their individual um, fireplaces, because yep. obviously that's how they keep warm. You have the big kitchen where they would have a huge stove with a fire and a chimney. And like, it just was so cool. Yeah, it was, it was really fun to walk around and just see all these buildings and just to kind of transport yourself back in time and go imagine living on this little island mm-hmm. you're just so remote so removed but you have everything you could need i mean they had horses on the island mm-hmm. they had this giant kitchen set up with this huge and fireplace. then this little beach there's like there a little, little rocky beach, beach. Yeah. so you know the castle's up on this uh island but then you can walk down these stairs into this little rocky beach it was just so fun there were so many pe- and then there's plenty of grassy areas as well so yeah. families brought like picnic baskets and we're just enjoying the day now we also i don't want to spoil one of the funnier things which is the mad mom which we'll uh-huh. leave for the video okay that we won't share that story here you can watch it on our youtube video oh nice carol's doing like a long siri recording of our conversation siri. nice but what i will Good, say do not disturb what do you think we should talk about is the bonk okay yeah so we we take the exterior views in, and now we're making our way into the actual castle. There's tons of steps. You walk we up We haven't down. even really started the excursion. Really haven't even started. And there's this little area right before the ticket counter. We'd it's already like the warden's quarters or something. Tickets online. And you can like go in like all these tiny little rooms. And I'm like, Carol, go in one of these rooms. I'm going to film it because obviously we're YouTubers. <laughs> and I just want to get like a cute little shot we're of not. you going into uh, a room. Mm-hmm. I'll let you take it from here. The key mistake that I made is I was still wearing my sunglasses because it was a very sunny day, as Jason mentioned. So when we went inside, it was quite a bit darker. I still have my sunglasses on. I go down a couple of steps and I'm going to go into this room. Yeah. And I am not aware that the like stone beam that is now at head height. Yeah. So I go to like really step into this room and just bonk right on top of my head. Just an extremely hard bonk bonk good news is you didn't get knocked unconscious no but there i really wasn't any bleeding i really thought it but broke did, skin and was bleeding yeah, i really that's how hard i hit it you did some and work. i immediately jason has it on video you'll see it in the yeah. video i just sat i just down. sat down yeah. like my just immediate reaction was like very abruptly like scared and hurt and just immediately sit down and yeah. tears of course the content creator in me wanted to keep recording because obviously great content <laughs> but the husband in me was like let's turn off the camera let's yeah go you're check like on i'm wife. not gonna we're not one of those channels with the thumbnail that's like wife knocked unconscious in a castle oh, nice will she survive she'll get ten thousand dollars if she does <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was, it was a bummer because that's how this started essentially, yeah. but you took like 15 ish minutes to regroup. Which you, I did. you stood and I got a little clip of you from afar kind of Composing playing with your hair, myself. taking the, the scenery in. These poor families. It's near the entrance. These it's, families are the walking it's by me. It's not near the entrance. It is the and entrance. And these families are just walking by me and I am just tears. Yeah. And they're like, what is, what is going on? Yeah. It was, it was not a great way to start, but you did rally. You did. We did end up seeing the rest of the castle. You had a great time. Your head was uncomfortable. Yes. 
but it was it was it a was good, still a fun day. It was a good trip, and it was still by the end of it very enjoyable. Yeah, so we would recommend it. Big time tip though: make sure to duck when you go inside rooms. Just duck, just, just duck. and take sunglasses off. The fact that you didn't hit your head. Yeah, but this is the thing you have to know about tall people: is they we know. are used to this life. This life of hitting our head is a constant life. And so for you, it was it's new. a rarity. It's a rarity. Like how many times in your life have you bonked your head? Oh, you could probably count five. And they've all happened on this year. Remember when I bonked my head <laughs> so hard on the plane? I do. But God. seriously, like it, it really must be like five for you. Yeah, pro- it's not a lot. Yeah, it was like 500 by the time I was 12. Mm. And so... That explains quite a bit. About, oh, just about me in general? Just like your head trauma. Oh, interesting. Okay. All right. I'm just well, kidding. Isn't that a joke people make where they're like, oh, I was dropped in my head. That feel, explains a lot. Didn't feel like a joke to me. <laughs> Clearly by your uh, reaction. Okay. So let's talk about we we ended our time in, in Scotland then. And now we had to road trip from the north right. east of the UK to the center of the UK in England to a town called Holmforth. Yeah, and um, a couple things to say there. First of all, we had originally planned to train down, yes, which we were... I, I do think that in hindsight would have made things differently. We can't say if it would have been better or worse because it was really, it would have been a lot of travel logistics. It was a lot of, yeah, it was a lot of logistics. So just very quickly, for those of you who care, it would have been driving a rental car to a rental car place. From the rental car place, getting an Uber to the train station. Train station take the train all the way down to the next train station. From that train station, get in an Uber to another rental car place, and that rental car place, pick up the car, then drive to where we were going, which was another hour anyway. And so that would have been one day. And so we just decided, instead of doing the train, let's just see if we can keep the rental car, which luckily they were very generous in letting us from Scotland because yep. we picked it up in Scotland. And we thank were, you, Arnold Clark, not thank sponsored. You, Arnold Clark. You guys are great. And we're going to drop it off in England, and they were like, that's fine, and they worked it out. So we decided to drive instead. Now, what was on paper a five-hour drive yeah. from... From the town that we were in in Scotland down to this little town called Holmfirth in England. On paper, it's a five-hour drive. We decided to split it up to, to do two stops. So a quick lunch stop. And then we find this we're, we found that the route took us through the, what's called the Lake District, which people yeah. say is very beautiful. And we did some research of like what's there to see. And we found this cool like rock formation cove. Yeah. Where we were like, oh, that looks amazing. So then that was going to be our second stop just to stop, take some photos, and then keep driving. Well, what in what started as a five hour drive ends up being an eight hour driving yeah. day because you know you're driving in these like little back roads, tiny and little roads, tiny little roads, and the first leg went great. We found this cool restaurant where we ate lunch and had a beautiful view, but then the second leg we drive from the restaurant down to this Lake District Cove. Come to find out, well, first of all, the drive was a nightmare for me personally. It was fun for you because we somehow end up on, I kid you not, a mountain with sheep in the road. So, yeah, let me talk about this for a second just because for anybody who uh, wants to just have a magical experience, I'll put a link in the show notes to the name of this cove because I cannot remember for the, the life of me right now. Melham Cove? Melham Cove. I think you're right. I think Maybe. that's what it is. But I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. The drive to get to the cove from the direction we were coming, which was from the north, you literally drive on these like windy, rocky you, roads. You, you enter those roads through a gate. Like a farm gate. Like a yeah. farm gate that looks like it's someone's property. It's but not. the best part is that there are just sheep laying in the road, crossing the road, <laughs> laying next to the road, just walk, you know, walking around. And it was so fun just to drive around. So if anybody who does not have driving anxiety wants a very unique experience, absolutely do this. If just for, for nothing else, 
park the car where yeah. other people are parked there, get out, just like walks among the sheep. In hindsight, we wish we would have parked yeah. and like really taken in uh, sweeping panoramic 360 degree views yeah. with sheep everywhere. It would have been amazing. However, we, according to the map, thought, oh, we're just literally five to 10 minutes away from this cove. So, yeah. we, so we were kind of like, let's just soldier on and get to the cove. Come to find out, we, <laughs> we realize on the map we've now past the cove because the cove is not a place where you can park. You have to park basically in a public lot in the little like so there's a tiny village. Town, yeah. It's not even a town. It's like a village where you park in a lot and then you have to hike basically a mile to get yeah. to the cove. Which we didn't have time for because as a reminder, we're trying to get to a new place. Right. And so we just, we talked about it for a second and we were like, it's such a shame to come all this way and not even do it. And then you were just like, trust me, like it's not going to be worth it because of yeah, what just, a long day this is. Yeah, and, and I think for people listening to this who can travel without anxiety and you just you can go all day long and it's not a big deal. Do it. Do it, absolutely. It would be a fun, you know, you walk 20 minutes one way to see this cove. I'm sure it looks amazing. The photos are fun. It's very unique looking, but also just like a great way to take a break from driving. Mm-hmm. Uh, for us, you know, we just kind of had to soldier on because we needed to get to our place because you were already feeling pretty crappy. So then we got to Homefirth, but the problem was that the thing that is most triggering to your eyes is these like really tight, windy roads mm-hmm. that are lined with things, cars, homes. Not to mention the width of the roads are such that you're in constant focus to see when someone's going to pass you. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's a lot of processing and it's a lot of triggering yeah. for this eye condition that I have. I could tell that Caroline was just very frazzled by the time we got to Homeforth and it was just really tough because it you know you want to appreciate this trip, right? Mm-hmm. And I think we keep coming back to that constantly and just you it's a it's a dream of a lifetime and so many people don't get to do a trip like this, but at the same time the reality is it's so difficult for you. And so how do we balance that out, you know? Because I know you have these feelings of I wish I could just feel better and I you know, you know, could do all these things, but you don't feel that good. So you Mm -hmm. can't. Yeah. And we're learning a lot more about like, that is one of the silver linings is until you kind of test your limitations, you don't know what they are. You don't know where that line is. And so for us, this whole year actually has been a mixture of testing my limitations and realizing I do better in certain scenarios than I thought I would. For example, back-to-back flights. Like I've done, I think better on the flights than we would have imagined, but then testing this limitation with my eye condition and the driving and understanding now so much better what triggers it. And then also what does it take to heal from it? Like we were just discussing, you know, now it's happened enough times that we kind of know like, okay, two full days of resting my eyes after the fact, I feel a lot better. And that's helpful to me to know going forward. Yeah. And also it's like, if we're doing a longer drive, which we're going to do this Friday, Saturday and Sunday, no plans for you. No computer work. No computer work. Right. And sleep in. Because right. I think that's the other thing where it's not like you're taking naps throughout the day to help rest your eyes. So sleeping in would be really helppful. And you've noticed that that's helped. Yeah. Because obviously your eyes are resting completely. So right. my hope, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I think we're going to find out the hard way, is that you know we're driving every single week for the next mm-hmm. 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. Are you going, are, are your eyes going to like a muscle get better at this or is it just always going to be this difficult you know mm-hmm. and, and my hope is and i think that this is just one of those things it's like you know who knows what's going to happen no one knows everybody's eyes are different my hope is just that your eyes are getting better at dealing with this over time 
and then it'll be a little bit easier and you'll recover a little bit faster. I don't think you're going to be perfectly fine driving, mm -hmm. but my hope is that you don't have to take like two full days. Well, that's what the interesting thing, right? Is we drove quite a bit at the beginning of this year. Right. We drove in France. In we drove in Ireland. Yeah. And what yeah, you didn't have any trouble in France. We drove in France. Too. I know. And this is my theory is I think it's the constant exacerbation. Yeah. So if you think about it, Highland Cows, two hour drive. Yeah. Then four days later, Dunatar Castle, two hour drive. Then three days later, an eight hour drive. Then three days later, a oh. two hour. And it's just been, there yeah. is no healing. You and know? you were trying to work through those things too, right? So then, you're, a little bit, then yeah. you're putting pressure on your eyes to like look at Notion and like right. all these other things. That so take I think a lot the of difference between, in, you know, my our time here in England and how hard that's been versus say Ireland at the beginning of the year is the sheer back to back to back with no yeah. healing in between. Yeah. Do you think it's just because the Great British Pound is like not a great equivalent to the dollar right now? That's what you're really struggling with? It's an economic factor it's for really, sure. It's really Because we were with the euro. The euro was great. Definitely. It's basically equal. I think that might be it. I think that's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So I think that'll wrap up the Pramville. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Holmfirth in the next episode because we're going to share the first real Airbnb drama that that's we've had. Right. Airbnb drama. Not trying to be like a clickbaiter because also there's nothing to clickbait into. No. But next week's episode, uh, if Caroline's feeling up to it, we will share the Airbnb that we had to leave early and change up our plans. Because three strikes and because you're three out. three strikes and you're out. Really two strikes. Really one and strike. And then also, and then probably the next uh episode we'll share with you where we are right now which is probably my favorite airbnb that we've been in that's crazy that's crazy okay let's get into the actual topic of this episode that we wanted to ramble on about and i just want to preface this with a lot of times we have like a polished discussion ready for you caroline takes notes we have, we take have takeaways i think this one's going to be a lot less structured and it's going to just be more some thoughts about some things that you were discussing yes. With me, um, and and I'm very interested to see where this conversation goes. But also know that maybe there won't be any real takeaways. No, from this. this is more behind the scenes of what Jason and I do every day of our lives, which is we just chat and we talk about ideas and we kind of noodle on things. And um, this is one of my favorite things about our relationship is that I never get bored of talking to you. Whew, that's nice. I really don't. Yeah. And um, a lot of times we're sharing things with each other without a real conclusion. It's more of oh, here's an observation I've noticed about culture lately. Here's something I'm seeing. Here's a trend. Here's something I was thinking about. And so I've had a couple of these thoughts percolating in the past couple of days because I've had a lot of downtime. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of time to think. Jason's like, I've had zero time to think. I'm like, all I've been doing is thinking. Yeah. And so I came to Jason and I was like, I, you know, I would like to have a discussion around these ideas without any real conclusion or takeaway. But hopefully it gives you an idea of some of these conversations that we have. Yeah, and I think also you you may be in the same boat in some part of your life, maybe decision that's looming. You listener, not you, listener, you Carol. Um, that you can maybe take away something from this to go, oh, like let me rethink this or mm -hmm. let me just like ponder this. So uh, I'll let you drive the ship unless you want me to start somewhere. Okay, I'll start with this, where the origin of this whole conversation came from for me. And it's that, as you know, I'm off of Instagram, I'm off of Twitter, I'm off of all the main social media this year, which has been fantastic for my mental health. Um, but sometimes I do replace it with things like Pinterest, for example, right? Because it's not, this, to me, that's not a feed. It's more of just when my brain wants that little variable uh, input. Yeah. And the like scroll. And the just scroll, right? right? Yeah. So, but I'm not getting like other people's opinions. It's just like, whatever, pretty pictures. But I find myself, especially in the Pinterest world, you know, you get these beautiful clothes and jewelry and homes, especially like interior design. Which There's really nothing ugly on Pinterest, is there? <laughs> not on mine. <laughs> yeah. Not on mine. Yeah. And I find myself 
realizing that we're now in this age where we have a window into like any object that you could possibly want, any life that you could possibly want to have. You have all these windows into other people's lives and, and things like that. And it makes me feel like that's not such a good thing for your overall satisfaction. Yeah. Because being aware of what else exists out there, I don't know, it's such a fine line, right? Because it's like, on the one hand, it can be so fun to kind of get lost in that fantasy. And also in the dream home example, you you find interior spaces that you love and you think about, oh, one day I would love to do that in my house or I'd love to have a house that has that or whatever. But all it does is I wonder if it sets us up for living a life of utter dissatisfaction because now we know what exists out there. And, and it just makes me think of all these like Instagram homes and these influencers who are redoing their kitchens and you see these bright white kitchens and they all have quartz countertops and you know, it's that same yeah, aesthetic. aesthetic. And I wonder, did everybody want this right. like before or now is there this pressure that if you don't have this quote unquote aesthetic life that somehow you're going to be dissatisfied? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely something interesting there in that and we've, I think we have a very unique perspective on this because we've lived in like 20 plus different mm-hmm. homes this year. And it's very clear, like granted, we have chosen the ones that we like the best through photos. It's not like we're just getting them at random. But it's very clear to me which ones feel the best. Like if we go back to like the Bally yeah. Bunyan house, mm-hmm. that has very much that style, mm-hmm. right? It's like an all white kitchen. It's, you know, they do have the gray cabinets and whatnot, but like that felt very calming mm-hmm. to me. It felt very aesthetically pleasing to me. It did, but here's like a really interesting question that I'm just realizing. Pose it to me. Because I agree with you. 100% I agree yeah. with you. Like the light and like all of that, that matters to me. But there is a part of me that goes, what part of that feeling also is actually coming from the recognition that you're in one of those aesthetic spaces that you've seen before? And so kind of your brain going like, oh, that thing that I aspired to, I am in that environment right now. And that makes me feel good. Yeah. But I do think that's just like a human nature of like, what are the things? Because then when you get to experience that thing, you can you can tell like, am I satisfied or am I not even satisfied with this thing? Right. Or d- is it lasting or right. is it not lasting? Exactly. And I would say that being in that house specifically it was lasting for mm-hmm. me. Like I looked forward to using that kitchen every day. Mm-hmm. Whereas we've stayed in some others that like they're beautiful, but they're not functional and mm-hmm. they're not set up correctly. And like they look beautiful in photos, like the Bothy is specifically one, like the copper faces to the things, but like it's super heavy on the dishwasher door. And like you drop the dishwasher door every time you open it. Right. It has to be form plus function. Yeah. And so I, I do think that there is a little bit of that. And, and one of the things that I wanted to touch on was this is a little bit behind the curtain for everybody listening we are potentially looking to move to Europe. Mm-hmm. That is a thing that we are very much thinking about. And in that, and that may not, may not be a surprise to anybody, but it might be, in that is this, for me specifically, is this idea of, well, if I'm going to uproot our lives, and again, I'm just speaking for myself in our, in our relationship here, if I'm going to uproot our lives in the US where it's very easy to do things and we know things and like the culture is like, we have it at the back of our hand, Moving to a different country where the language isn't English as the first language, the culture has very different things, obviously, because it's their culture. The thing I want is to have a very comfortable home that to me is almost like a dream home because I I can do that. And, you know, truthfully, like in some places, our money does go further. And that's just the nature of some of the places we choose and some of the places we scout. And so you can get more. And so in, in actually quantifying that, and, and I think it would be interesting just to talk this through, is like, 
I have an ideal of this big open space, natural light, high ceilings, looking out onto a pool, having a wonderful view, you know, all these different aesthetics. And I know that for me, that will make me happy and satisfied in that space where I might feel uncomfortable in my surroundings. Mm -hmm. But the thing that you brought this up and it made me think about is like, but what I do think would really help us is quote unquote dream home can get out of control very quickly. Right. And and what I want to do is I think it would be helpful for us to make a list and be like, do I need a well-designed cabinet with like, or cabinet, a laundry room with like board and batten and like beautiful things and like a farmhouse sink? Like, no, I don't. It's a laundry room. I just need to do laundry. And so it's like listing off some of those things so I don't have to keep up with like every single part of this to be satisfied. It's like, no, I just have my non-negotiables here. Right. I think this is just, as I'm talking this through, I'm realizing it is one of those things where it's just, you have to find the balance. Like it's not either or like, as I'm looking at these interiors on Pinterest and allowing myself to dream about what a future home could look like, it's not about shutting that down entirely and going, Oh, well, this is just a, a fool's errand because I'm just chasing satisfaction in all the wrong places. It's not necessarily that it's about going, Oh, I can take inspiration from this and I can, decide and define what good enough looks like in a home for us. Like, and instead of trying to go so over the top and going, I'll only be satisfied if I can be one of these people who does this like full renovation of a home and picks out every, like, this is not to like totally throw these people under the bus, but it's just to illustrate the example. You and I have watched videos on the three birds renovation channel. I think it's this Australian, this trio of Australian um, women who are fantastic interior designers and they do these complete home remodels with the highest end finishes. And for me personally, I know that if I continue to consume that content without checking myself and going, this is not happiness for me, um, then I could very easily lead myself to a place of chasing satisfaction in the wrong things, which would be like believing that I will not be satisfied or I will not be where I want to be in life if I don't have a complete gut job and redo of of a home so that it's custom head to toe, you know? Yeah. And the unfortunate part is the people who are making content are the people who are doing that. Yeah. They're they're picking out every finish and and it's this aspirational thing. Like it's the HGTV thing, it's the fixer upper thing, right? And I think Fixer Upper actually was probably like a huge catalyst, that show, um, to people deciding that the dream would be to renovate an entire house to do it custom from head to toe. But I just want to be cautious about all I want, I guess, in this episode is for us to recognize that that's what's happening and having these windows into whether it's interior design and renovations or whether it's Pinterest and clothing or all of these, like I said, windows into this, um, these things that we can have, it's just an awareness that that's happening and wondering, are we starting to cultivate this false belief that we can only be happy when we attain those things? Yeah. I mean, I think another kind of sidestep to this that stands out to me is, this idea of like this like perfect passive income business Mm -hmm. that is pitched so widely and Mm -hmm. so all over the place on the internet. But yet when you like actually get into the nuts and bolts of what that takes, like a lot of it is not satisfaction based work. A lot of it is like setting up these like crazy funnels and automations and things that like most people don't even have the technical ability to do or to manage or to figure out or the money to pay someone to do it. And actually running that type of business and trying to get that up 
it's really, it, it wouldn't be satisfying to do. Like I know there are people who have listened, who are listening to this podcast, who have tried to build like passive income funnels and it has felt completely dissatisfying the entire time. But what actually was satisfying them, the work was the work they were doing before that, where they were helping clients and they had just a couple clients and they really enjoyed working with them. And yeah, it was work and they were trading time for money, but it was actually enjoyable and mm -hmm. it was satisfying. And so I do think like we talked about this, you know, in, in some other ways, but like there's this the grass is always greener thing. Mm -hmm. And it's this idea of like, oh, well, you know, we talked about it in our, our hybrid launch model episode. We're like, well, we want to do this, but then we want to do this. And it's like, well, let's just create a version of that that actually works for us. And it's not going to be perfect. And there's going to be a lot of things that don't work, but the majority of it is satisfying work. Yeah. And I think the key to what you just said there was do what works for us and that is the crux of what it means to be satisfied is defining what works for yeah. you. And so the way that, you know, this is very much tied to this conversation of, of enough and defining what is enough in your life. Those of you who have listened to our podcast, you know that that's the entire ethos of what this whole podcast is about is what is it all for? And like, not just trying to create a business for, you know, that's growing for growth's sake, but really defining what is it that you want out of your life and then going and, and matching your actions to, to attain that. And so the thing about satisfaction is that by definition, you have to, you have to sit down and decide what is satisfying or you'll never know exactly. that you're satisfied. And I think if I can butt in real quick, I think you also have to be willing to limit what would be satisfying at the beginning stages. So like for us, we haven't bought a home together. Right. So I think it's very important for our next home is to go, okay, like there are a couple non-negotiables, but there are like a bunch of things. Like if we don't have those, like my laundry room example is like a perfect example. I think it's like, if there's not like a really nice laundry room, like I don't care at right. all. I am not going to be dissatisfied with the home. And I think in, in any aspect of like in business or anything else, it's about listing out the things that are just like, you have to have these things yeah. and the rest of them, like having like a slick sales funnel to like be able to sell a thing. That's a sure. Maybe I'll do that in a couple years, but I don't need that right now. What I need is like every day when I open up my laptop, I don't hate my work. Mm -hmm. And so it's about defining those really core things. And then by writing them down and agreeing to them with yourself or with your partner or whatever, you then go, well, when I get those things, then that's going to be enough for a while. Mm -hmm. And I do think that lifestyle creep is obviously a thing that everyone deals with. And we all have to fight the hedonic treadmill of all the things. Well, for those of you who don't know what those terms mean, yeah. lifestyle creep being, you know, you work so hard to make more money. The second you make more money, you start to uh, spend more money, spend more money in order to accommodate that. And you're always found wanting. Yeah. yeah. And, and I do think that that's just a thing that as we're tuned into social media apps, celebrity culture, lifestyles of the rich and famous, which is not even a thing anymore, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but as it we is see every day things, on Instagram is lifestyle yeah. of the rich and famous. And that's what I was going to say is, is being aware of how much of that you're consuming and how much of that is dictating what will satisfy you when you actually haven't really written it down for yourself. And so that's even for us, like for this dream home, I think we would save ourselves a lot of trouble by writing down these non-negotiables. Yeah, for sure. And we will absolutely need to do that. And also it's just for me, kind of this moment of realization of like, do I want this perfectly, you know, aesthetically pleasing devoid of personality, but looks pretty in a photo, looks like it could be in any magazine. Do I want that over a home that feels lived in with people who are real human beings? Like I think about our place in 
Carlsbad. I know some people would probably think that that was aesthetically pleasing, but it was like to us, yeah. it wasn't our perfectly, you know, oh, yeah. matching our style. But what I loved about it is it had a view and it had things that we loved and maybe they didn't all go together quite right yeah. because we're not professional designers, but it felt like a home to us. And so I, I think that's what I'm coming to also is just trying to check myself on this belief that like this perfect life exists in this like curated space and instead realizing that my perfect life exists in the last I know it sounds cheesy but like the last that you and I have and the family that we hopefully get to create one day and like the weird you know daily rituals that we create and like all of that is probably not happening in a perfectly aesthetically pleasing space. But don't you think it will happen in like an open concept of the pool and a view? Like <laughs> yes, don't you think like it will the happen. routines and the rituals and the last will happen and, more? And that's the balance, right? That's the yeah, balance. Absolutely. It's, it's not it's not saying that you can't have pretty things. It's just knowing what are things are the most important and why. Like yeah. why does it bring you happiness? Why does it bring you satisfaction? Is it the light or is it just that you think that you're living this aspirational version of life that you have seen in a perfectly curated TikTok or whatever. Yeah. And I, I do, I, I, I want to really stress that like we are only at this place of potentially thinking about buying a home that we, you know, have dreamt about and living in a country that looks amazing and having all these opportunities years after figuring out our business stuff. Right. And I, I think that so often, like five years ago, we weren't even thinking about buying a home. No. Because it just wasn't realistic. And I think that and helps well, keep you satisfied in what you have at the exactly. time. And what was satisfying to us at that time did not include a house. Yeah. It included the flexibility of renting and being able to go, you know what? We might want to move and we want to live yeah. somewhere else. And listen, that's the kind of um, paradoxical nature of satisfaction is I think that the nature of human beings is that you're never fully satisfied. And that's right. okay. Like there's nothing wrong with that. It's just finding the right balance of it, like defining what is good enough at this moment in your life and working towards that thing and then recognizing it when it's in front of you. And there's still room to evolve that and to change that. Like yeah. we, we always talk about like defining your enough number in business doesn't mean that that doesn't change. It yeah. just means like defining a container so that you will know when it's full. Yeah. And, and being satisfied with that container for a certain amount of time so that when the next container sets up in front of you to be filled, you don't feel like you have to do it right away. Right. You know, like I think that's the thing. It's not coming from a place of lack and wanting and yeah. feeling like uh, desperation, I guess. Yeah. It's more coming from a place of empowerment of saying, wow, like, yeah, I, I have developed this wonderfully satisfying business or wonderfully satisfying life. And yeah, maybe I'm ready for a new change, a new challenge. Yeah. It's like coming from a place of like, not desperation, you know? No. And, and I think that there is something to be said for, and we've seen this in our lives is like a big change or a big thing in upheaval in life. It, it provides a whole bunch of unintended consequences, good and bad, mm -hmm. but it opens you up to a whole new thing, a whole new life, a whole new way of thinking. And, and I think that's exciting. And we only do that so many times in our lives. Like there's really not that many. Yeah. Another thing I was sharing with you earlier today was that I, I don't think it's talked about enough and kind of bear with me here because it's hard to communicate, but there's also so much satisfaction in being grateful for the things that you don't have. Let me explain what I mean by that. 
being grateful for the negative things that you don't have. And so I was telling Jason, I forget sometimes because we've been, you know, business owners for over 10 years now, I forget to be grateful that I don't have a boss breathing down my neck. I forget to be grateful that I don't have somebody else setting my schedule or my to-dos. Things like that, where it's so hard to be, it's so hard to have gratitude for the absence of something. I also think about this with my health. It's like, yes, my eyes are on the fritz right now, but I think back to a couple months ago when I had COVID and I couldn't breathe out of my nose and that was scary and awful. And so I'm trying to be grateful for the absence of COVID, but it's so hard because it's so much easier to be grateful for the presence of something instead of the absence of something negative. And I think that just is intentional practice in every day and every moment Mm -hmm. and everything. And, and I think, I mean, I'm speaking on my own thoughts of this. Like I have tried so hard this year to not look forward to where we're going next, because that's the easy thing to do when you're on a travel adventure is like, okay, but like, what's the next place going to be like? And what's the next country? And, and, and it's very easy to go like, we're in this unbelievable place at this moment. But my brain is already thinking about like, well, isn't there something better coming next? Right. You know? And it's like, hey, brain, chill out. Yeah. The place we're at is amazing. Let's soak this in. And I think it's just an intentional practice. And it it's, is. And it's an intentional practice of going, hey, like, not this place specifically, but maybe like the place we were in before this, like, it's not per, not the one right before this, two before <laughs> this, the one we went to uh, after the home for the debacle yeah. is like, hey, brain, this place isn't perfect at all. But you know what it doesn't have? is all the things the last place had exactly. that we had to escape it's from. It's gratitude yeah. for the absence yeah. of something. Yeah. It's gratitude for the absence of the terrible smell. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. And so, I, I don't know. I, I think that that is something we don't spend enough time thinking about. That if I do hope that if there's one thing you take away from this podcast, it's like maybe spending just a little bit of time noodling on that today yeah. of, man – you know, or maybe something that was negative in your life a couple of years ago that isn't there anymore. And just having a little bit of gratitude for that. Like, Oh, also just one very timely thing. And we're not even on Instagram right now, but like everybody's in an uproar about the Instagram, like algorithm changes and like all this stuff and everything. Oh my gosh. It's just like everyone's, but like, maybe be grateful just the fact that like something like Instagram exists that you can still get in front of people, not have to pay for it. Like I understand you pay for it with your time and with your effort. And listen, I've been on social longer than most, and I've seen a lot of these algorithms change when I was using those platforms. It sucks. It's not fun. But also the alternative is that you don't have an easy way to reach tons of people. And so it's just trying to be grateful in these moments where we're like, we get so frazzled and we get so upset when something changes out of our control and just going like, let me just intentionally take a moment to go, at least this exists and I can use it to some degree. And now maybe I need to change my strategy, but... I have the opportunity to use this tool and to use these things and to just be grateful for that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You got anything else? No, just, uh, these are just some of the thoughts rolling around about this notion of satisfaction. And as you can probably tell, none of these are extremely well-formed, but I, I am the biggest thing that I've just been thinking about lately is the impact that social media and having a window into everyone else's life has had on yeah, the lack of satisfaction that we yeah. all now ha- now have with our lives. Keeping up with the Joneses used to be the seven people on your street, and, and now, now it's, it's the, the seven, seven billion. billion. Yeah, I, already, I didn't know I re- if we were. Going, I already wrote that down. I didn't know if we were. Going I actually wrote eight billion because I think we're closer to eight billion now really? at this point. Yeah, but like that is the wild thing. Like you're not it just keeping wild. up with a handful; you're keeping up with everybody in the world. So many. Yeah, yeah. I think you so know. The moral, it, of the, the moral of the story is: be a hermit. <laughs> move to the uh, Dunatar Castle, where there's only like that small island. Don't you can bonk live your on. head. 
don't bonk your head uh, and just don't pay attention to anything else, you know? Also, have a nice laundry room, but it doesn't have to be that nice. <laughs> exactly. Define what you think satisfaction in your own life, in your own business, in your own home looks like, and then recognize it when it's there, yeah. when it's in front of you. And appreciate it. We're going to have to define what a quote-unquote dream home, yeah. what a satisfying quote-unquote dream home. Dream. It's our dream. It's not someone else's dream. Right. And also, I want to make sure it's not a Pinterest dream and it's not an Instagram dream and it's not a YouTube yeah, dream. It's followers. a Jason and Carol. Dream. No, but I need followers. You know this about me. Like <laughs> my home has to bring me followers or it's not a home. That's what's on my chalkboard <laughs> over my sink. Your cross stitch pillow. Exactly. All right. That's it for us this week. Hope you uh, enjoyed the rambles. That's it. The prambles and the rambles. And, uh, hopefully by the next episode, my eyes will be like a hundred percent better. Cause we didn't really share an update, but I am doing better. Just not fully healed yet. Yeah. But like, boy, I was in a bad, bad place three days ago and I'm not in that deep, deep hole. Yeah. So you just got to be grateful for not being in the hole. Yeah. Yeah. Be satisfied you have eyes. I thought you said peace out. Peace out uh, eyes. <laughs> okay. Peace out eyes. Okay. Peace out eyes. You goop balls. <laughs> <laughs>